from Grunthal. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Last in a 20-minute scrum with uh, Hampshire, Cincerulo, Seeley, Millsaps, and Anderson. But for first, we're going to bring up the 250 podium, third-place finisher, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna, Zach Osborne. Second-place finisher, Troy Designs, Red Bull, KTM's Jordan Smith. And winner of the 250 class, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki's Joy Sabachi. All right, third place, Zach. You had a good day, fastest in qualifying. Uh, you were charging there in the main event, made a mistake, but uh, I know you wanted the victory bad. But uh, you know, to get your season started off with the podium finish, you have to feel good. Yeah, I feel good about tonight. Um, I felt good all day and uh, just kind of gelled with the track. There wasn't a whole lot of flow, but I seemed to kind of find it early and quick. And um, in the main, I just uh, made a little bit of a bonehead mistake and somehow got into neutral right there. Uh, our bike's almost impossible to get into neutral even when you're trying, so it's kind of strange that I got into it. But um, yeah, I got into neutral, tipped over, and then um, yeah, I still managed to get third, so I'm happy. Well, congratulations. Jordan Smith, you got the whole shot. You led it for nine laps. Uh, you showed impressive speed at the beginning of the main event. I know you were thinking about victory, but, uh, you know, things kind of got wild, but you held your own. New year, new team. you got to be happy with second place. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I struggled all day, like in practice and stuff. I, uh, I just didn't have the speed there and uh, got tangled up and with a few people in the heat race and barely made it through in the heat. And uh, I knew I just needed to get a good start there. Um, the track was really one line, so I knew it was going to be tough to pass. So uh, I got a really good start from the outside and uh, just tried to hit my lines and, and you know, try and stay clear of the lappers. It was pretty tough out there with all the ruts and stuff. But uh, overall, it was a good first race, and I'm uh, just glad to get out here with a good finish. Congratulations. Thank you. Joey, the big winner. Um, you know, you, you kind of had to carry the flag for the team. They did really good on the West Coast. So coming into this, uh, obviously the bike's working well for you guys. But uh, you know, your, your stamina looked amazing. You weren't even sweating after the main event. So your confidence has to be super high to start the season with a big victory. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, a little bit of added pressure with uh, Justin going four in a row. But uh, all in all, you know, it's uh, it's good to get out of here. Um, it was it was gonna be nice to get out of here with the podium, but uh, to get the win is also a little bit a little bit sweeter. Um, didn't really feel awesome all day. Uh, struggled with uh, bike setup, and uh, even in the main event, kind of struggled with getting something together. Track uh, seemed tight in area, so it was hard to get a rhythm going. But um, I mean, all in all, it was it was a good it was a good night. It's hard to complain when you're up here, um, and just gotta try to keep it going. Well, congratulations! You'll take the red plate to Atlanta. We'll open up the floor to questioning. Name and media affiliation, please. Brad Gilhart, Big MX Radio. Uh, Jordan, 
first nine laps, you let it. Where was the comfort? Where was the comfort level for you? Yeah, uh, felt pretty good, you know, especially at the first five laps. And then uh, I think I don't know what lap it was, maybe like six or seven. I got together pretty good with a lapper, and uh, that kind of made me get a little tight for a few laps. And um, I knew that I wasn't the fastest guy. Joey was right behind me, and Zach was catching us. So uh, I just tried to to get like see their lines and and tried to pick up on what they were doing and and figure out their speed. Jim Kimball, motocross action. Uh, Zach, that first lap early into it, you there was a down rider in it. It definitely held you up quite a bit. I was thinking, oh man, his his night's going to be really ruined. But you really proved you have a lot of stamina and speed coming back from that. Uh, yeah, I was actually right there on the start, maybe second or third, fourth, and um, someone went down in front of me at the end of the the rhythm lane before the triple, and. Um, I kind of had to make some evasive maneuvers to get around it, and then uh, I think I was like fifth or sixth, and just kind of started to plug away after a few laps, and you know I kind of let it sort out a little bit, and then tried to just dig for a little while, and then um, yeah, I made a mistake, and still um, it was an okay race. I mean, uh, I feel like my my stamina and my speed are good, and um, I've been training with Alvin Baker this winter, and and Ryan and Marvin and Jason, and they push me every day, so. Um, it's kind of a standard deal to be in a situation all the time. Um, so for me, it was uh, just kind of like being at home. Michael Antonovich with Transworld Motocross. This is for all three of you. It's been a while since you raced Joey uh, last summer. Same for Zach. Jordan, you raced in the fall. Was it hard to find that flow again after so much time off, or was it, yeah, it came back pretty quickly? Uh, no, I think uh, for us, uh, you know, this was like A1, so uh, a lot of jitters and I don't want to say rust, but, you know, a lot of uh, little mistakes that I think as the races go on we'll, we'll be able to eliminate. But um, all in all, you know, I was glad to be back. It, uh, watching at home um, kind of gets boring and gets you itching to go. But uh, like you said, you know, we took that time off and we had that break. But uh, all in all, a little bit of rust and... Uh, but like I said, little mistakes as as the races go on. I think we'll eliminate those and we'll be good. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like uh, Joey said, you know, it's good to be back at the races. But uh, it definitely took me a while today to get to get going. The track was uh, I've never really rode a supercross track at a race like this, so it was tough to get dialed in today for me. And uh, you know, I've been riding at NTF, and we had a lot of good guys there. And, so, I mean, we kind of get into a race situation, but getting onto the racetrack and the stadium and stuff, there's nothing really like that. So uh, it's good to get back to the races. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's good. I got bored after about two weeks of watching West Coast on TV, so I was ready to go. Um, I feel like this dirt is strange for them to build with. I think it's, you know, it's crusty on top, and then it's really soft underneath, so I think it's hard for them to do like a really good finish job with it so it was kind of almost more like a press day track you know real square and, and didn't have a lot of feel um so yeah it was it was a little bit strange for for a first race but i felt all in all it was um just good to be racing steve Guyverson from vital nx jordan you talked about struggling in the morning what was the turnaround for you yeah, I mean, I think it was just getting out to a good start, you know. Um, I've been, a lot of, like, the struggles I had in practice and stuff was just the, the track was so tight it was hard for guys on their slow lap to get out of the way. And uh, 
I could just never really get a good flow. And then um, in the heat race, I, uh, I didn't get the best start, but uh, I kind of made some good moves in the first couple corners and, and got into fifth there. And then it was just really tough to get past um, the two guys that were in front of me. I'm not sure who they were. And, um, I just couldn't get around them, and then I ended up getting together with one of them and, and fell back to 10th uh, place, I think, and, and went to ninth and then back to 10th and, and passed for the qualifying position on the last lap. You know, it's just a lot of traffic out there, and, and that main event, I got off to a really good start and, and just kind of rode my own race and, and picked up on some of the lines, and it was pretty good. Aaron Hansel with Racer X. Jordan, on that last lap, could you feel uh, Zach coming in behind you? Uh, hot there and if you did did it affect the way you were riding uh yeah i could definitely feel him um he was right there and, and he was still pushing pretty good and i could tell that he was and uh we got into some lap riders and the lappers were really tough tonight and uh i kind of made a stupid mistake there in the last turn i went wide instead of just going up the inside and he kind of he got close right there but uh just have to learn from that and not make that mistake again for sure Way to go, Chase. You shut it off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Chase Yoakum, Motovac Addicts. Uh, Zach, uh, take us through that uh, double dragon back section. Uh, you were doing something completely different um, than anybody else on the track. Um, how difficult was that? Uh, for me, it was the easiest thing. Um, I did it the way they did it a couple times, and I just felt like it was more consistent for me to do the over and then triple out into the corner. And um, it was kind of my go-to, I feel like. Um, the other way, I, I got it a couple times good and a couple times not that good, so I knew that I could do that for, for the whole race, and um, I felt like I had it pretty dialed in, so I just kind of elected to go that way, and I don't feel like it was any faster or slower either way. Maybe sometimes I gained a little and sometimes I lost a little, so um, it was just what I felt was more consistent for me. Is it Brad Gehard, big MX here. Zach, uh, you even ended up making two passes right in front of the whoops there. Um, it seemed like a tough track to make passes on. Was this pretty much the only scenario to make a pass was to sacrifice the next section? Um, maybe not the next section, but maybe the guy in front of you. I mean, I was pretty aggressive on both passes, and um, that was kind of the only way. You know, I, I, I mean, I took Jordan and RJ both across every rut to get, to make it, make it happen, but... Um, there wasn't a whole lot of moving going on, you know, with a lot of 90 degree turns, it's hard to really set something up. It keeps the speed high and um, you just have to make it happen when you can. All right, gentlemen, the 250 East, the game is on. Uh, congratulations on your podium finishes. Joey, congratulations on the victory. We'll see you guys in Atlanta. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Okay, moving right along, gonna bring up the podium finishers for the 450SX class here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Third place, Red Bull KTM's Ryan Dungey. And his teammate, second place, Red Bull KTM's Marvin Muskin. And the winner of the last three of four main events in the 450SX class, Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac. First off, Ryan, this is a very big weekend for you. Uh, new stadium, it's your home state. You had a lot of media obligations, but uh, you rode well in the main event. But I think you had the save of the year halfway through that main event, and I think it put a dent in your charge. 
What uh, tell us about that? No, I definitely had a close call there, and uh, that 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 section was tricky all day. It just uh, just got to the top, and I must have just miss. Uh, misread it and it, and it sent me into a dive and I was like ah oh, it's going to be close I don't know if I'm going to go over or not and uh, I saved it and then you know I was able to jump off the side of the track kind of recover and, and it was good but um, I had a good charge there in the beginning with Eli I uh, felt really good um, and then he started I got off his wheelie he was able to break away and just lost him and uh, a couple mistakes and um, just just uh, then there was Marvin and he was riding really good. I got when he when he passed me. I saw some of his lines. They were they're actually pretty good. So I was losing some time there. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Home's good. Uh, Minneapolis is always it's always great. It's good to be back on the stop. And uh, it also comes it also comes with a lot of other things too. So it's almost harder being home, honestly. But at the same time, very grateful to to be here and uh, and uh, you know to to be back in Minneapolis. Congratulations on your podium finish. Thank you. Second place, Marvin. Uh, had a little bit of trouble in the heat race. Bounced back and uh, rode really well in the semi. Rode very strong in the main event. You back up your victory with a second place finish and uh, gain a point on your teammate in the championship. So you must be pleased with your ride here tonight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, started off uh, rough for sure. I went down. Uh, uh, Cole Celia hit me from from behind. You know that that first um, actually second right hander was uh, really really tight uh, off the start, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to, to go through the safe, but it didn't work out. <clears throat> I went to the semi and uh, were able to to win and uh, and get a decent uh, gate pick. Uh, that was the goal. Um, and it actually, uh, it's actually not that bad going to the semi. I mean, uh, Eli or Ryan proved it many times uh, in the past, and uh, you know, it doesn't mean much um, other than that. You know, you do more laps, and I was able to to learn more of the track and. Um, and yeah, main event, uh, I was able to make some good passes uh, at the beginning, and, and then I was third, and um, we, they had a good gap, you know, on me, and I was trying to put on the charge, and, and actually for like three laps, they were actually a little bit quicker than me, and I'm like, well, actually, actually tonight, it's going to be a third place, you know, it's going to be tough to, to catch those guys, and but after that, you know, obviously Ryan made a mistake, and, and the lappers, I mean, uh, the track was actually pretty short uh, once again just like last weekend in Dallas and and we we had a lot, a lot of lappers uh, so um, and then the sand section was really difficult but I was able to to go through pretty clean and put on the charge on, on Ryan and, and get a second place tonight is uh, is pretty awesome I'm, I'm really happy congratulations two good rides in a row the big winner Eli Tomac uh, three out of four and I just I want to ask you know when you have a big lead your feet are still coming off the pegs you're still charging do you uh, do you maintain your focus to keep the pressure on yourself to keep pressing to eliminate mistakes or or why don't you back off when you have a big lead well I mean it, I can't back off when I have these two guys sitting next to me so um, this this was you know by far I think on par with Oakland for being one of the tougher tracks of the year um, because of the shorter lap times you know we, we did whatever it was 24 25 laps so uh there was a lot of a lot of going around there lappers were tough like those guys said and uh it was kind of kind of just a night of survival for sure well fastest qualifier another main event victory congratulations we'll open up the floor to questions please brad you heard bigger McTrader. this is a question for all three of you um guys it looks like a difficult track out there what was the most difficult part for each one of you i mean for me my closest call was in the sand section and then uh, a few of the corners, we were getting down to that uh, that plywood again. So, um, you know, there was there was more than one spot for sure. Yeah, um, 
probably that rhythm, the long rhythm lane, and then uh, the sand sections are always always pretty difficult. And then you get those insides that are really tight because the whole track was pretty rough. The rest of the stuff, so that that was pretty tricky. Yeah, I think the yeah the sand was definitely uh, tricky. It was really easy to uh, to to slide and, and lose the front. Um, and then it was like two line, and that inside was super super tight. And uh, yeah, like you like said, we were down to the concrete, so. It was uh, it was difficult. I think uh, and the whoops too. They were really easy to catch edge and go sideways. Uh, but you know this is supercross and it's it's good when it's like that technical and makes it for a good uh, good racing. And uh, but I think the dirt was the you know the most uh, challenging uh, today. It was uh, some sections were actually pretty hard and and all the spot really really soft so um, and really tacky. So it was it was really tough. Michael Antonovich with Transworld Motocross. Marvin, you just kind of alluded to this, but this goes for all three of you. We've been expecting East Coast tracks to be soft and technical. This is the most hard-packed track we've had this year so far, it seems. Did you guys, were you surprised at all with your setup? Did you think coming in you needed to set up for an East Coast track and now it's more like a West Coast track? Uh, Marvin, or I guess I, I uh, being here in 2013, I, I expected it to be even kind of harder um, but but the inside the, there was a lot of moisture inside the dirt. The top was hard, but but you can see every corner. By the end of the main event, we were um, outside of the berm and squaring it up and, and dropping inside because the, every line was just deep and rut. And I mean, I guess I don't know if you guys would agree, but yeah, it was just a combo of of hard pack and and that soft dirt. So you know, we had both situations. Jim Kimball, motocross action. Um, Eli, when you're leading like you were and you're coming up on lappers and stuff, uh, besides the blue flags, can you do anything? Can you rev your engine or can you yell or is there anything like you can do to, to get the lap rider out of your way? You really can't. I mean, uh, you just have to have to hope he's not sitting right in the main the main line there or, or the line that hits you the, the good triple in a rhythm section or something. So, um, But there was a lot of spots tonight where you had to follow. And uh, the only thing I had going for me is, you know, is I had to go, I, I went through those guys and the guys behind me had to go through them also. So um, it was it was pretty tough for sure, you know, getting by those guys. Aaron Hansel with Racer X. Uh, Ryan, could you please take us through that moment in the long rhythm lane? Yeah, it was, so we were uh, uh, the first dragging back to dragging back. It's back to back. So um, the the first one you could do a couple different options, but what I was doing was um, you know skimming the deal, which is probably you know we were kind of like usually jumping up to the top and then we jump off the top one into the bottom pocket of the next dragging back, which we we would seat bounce it you know kind of over the the top of that dragging back. So it's kind of a cool rhythm, but. Un, you know, probably the first time we've ever had it, but I just, I got to the, to the top and I, I, you know, I was trying to make up time and I saw Eli was getting away and I was trying to keep keep the pace and then, um, you know, you're skimming and you're barely, barely touching while you're off the gas and the, and the last one hit, the rear hits the, the last, the top and it just, it just dropped and, and one time I'd drive off it, the next time it would hit a soft spot it felt, so it was a little inconsistent, but um, just, yeah, just the, the, she, the front, the nose just dropped down a little bit and it came close to going over, and uh, yeah, just and I was able to jump over the bales onto the onto the flat, and then just recover. So, <clears throat> don't like those moments too much.
uh, Chase Yoakum, Moto X Addicts, uh, Ryan, uh, hometown race, uh, man, whenever you were making some passes, the fans were going insane. Uh, what was that like, uh, you know, hearing it on the track uh, as you were passing those guys? <clears throat> no, it was cool. I mean, it's cool to have the hometown behind you and stuff, and they definitely get excited about it, you know, but whether I'm hometown or, or wherever, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, that the focusing on the crowd or what to please the crowd, you know, I'm not there to, to get the, you know, there's just still a task at hand and focus on the job and, and doing that and, and um, you know, but uh, on a side, you know, it's, it's definitely cool for the sport and it's definitely cool with the excitement of the crowd and, you know, you can feed off of it a little bit. So it's pretty cool, you know, it's, you know, they're into it and, you know, I've been doing this a lot of years and I've gotten to know a lot of people and it's in, you know, Minnesota has been a great state to, to grow up and, I wasn't supposed to be sitting here, you know. I, you know, we we had six months out of the the year winter time. So these people, I think it was good that they got a taste again of the Supercross back in town because these winters are long and there's a lot of fans up here and and, and a big big moto um, group of people. So it's so it's so it's nice. Michael Antonovich with Transworld Motocross. This is for Ryan and Eli. Um, both of you guys had challenging weeks last week in Arlington. How was it to come back and, and regroup and be on the podium again this week? Do you take that going forward now too? I mean, yeah, you, you hope to get back to this step um, when you have a bad weekend. So all you can do is just fight on and, and, and do it again the next week. So, uh, you know, there's there's 17 rounds and it's not over till it's over. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of racing left. And, you know, last week was the start. Just my start was terrible. That was it. And, um, and the first one was actually good, but the re the re the red flag and the restart it wasn't. So, all in all, it was a good day, you know. But you know, so it's good to kind of recover and have a better start. Yeah. Brad Gilmart, Big MX Radio. Marvin, uh, once you made your way up on uh, Ryan, where did you think you'd make the pass, and where was your level of urgency to make it? Well, I think I had uh, different lines, and especially through the through the sand, and and maybe in the whoops, I was uh, maybe hoping uh, I was doing better. You know, then then Ryan, but um, it was tough. I think maybe the the lappers uh, helped me a little bit. Um, other than that, yeah, I saw Ryan going outside before the finish, and and I tried to, to jump in the rut in the inside, and and it worked out. And uh, you know, definitely trying to to be to be clean, and we 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 got a little close, and I obviously didn't want to hit him, but uh, yeah, I made it stick, and uh, you know, it was uh, I think it was a yeah a good battle. Um, you know, after that, I was. Uh, Really hoping to uh, to stay in my lines and then and trying to get around the lappers uh, really clean. Uh, it was uh, yeah, it was a little stressful, but um, it was uh, definitely a, a good race. Warren, uh, any different mindset or coming into this race, different mentality after winning last week? Um, yeah, a little bit, but um, you know, you always used to say that um, every single races are different. Uh, it's a new track, new dirt. Um, a new start and uh, you know anything can happen and uh, obviously last weekend after the red flag it was just a perfect main event for me with the whole shot and, and leading the whole laps and it was like almost easy because like I mean nobody was challenging me behind you know I had a lot of crashes a lot of problems behind me and so um, obviously yeah I wish it would happen like that every weekend, but it would, it would be too easy, and uh, and I know it won't happen like that. And this weekend, I had to fight really hard, and uh, it was definitely. Um, it, I won last week, and I really enjoyed it. I was really happy, but 
to to be able to come back like I did tonight and and get a second place, I'm I'm actually really happy as well, you know. So it feels good, and uh, hopefully we get better starts to hopefully do it like last weekend. All right, I think that's going to conclude it. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Uh, congratulations on your podium finishes, and a big congratulations to Eli Tomac's third win of the season. Okay. We're going to continue the press conference at the back of the room with R.J. Hampshire, Adam Cincerulo, Cole Seeley, Davey Millsaps, and Jason Anderson for 20 minutes. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose 
They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Going viral with a viral brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off on the track, but I do it at K1 Speed, too. Big MX post-racing interviews here with none other than the Versace Savace. Joey, how's it going? Uh, great night, win, but uh, in your eyes, a lot, a lot of improvements to be made. Yeah, um, you know, not a lot to complain about. Obviously, we uh, we were able to finish up on the top step of the box. So I think anytime you can leave the opener on the box, it's it's awesome. But uh, like you said, there's definitely room for improvement. There always is, but uh, especially tonight, struggled all day. But uh, you know, we made the adjustments as the day went on and, and rode, rode good, just uh, not as well as I would have liked to and, and a lot of little mistakes. And I think, you know, some of that's just the first round. A lot of jitters, a lot of uh, hype and expectations. And mm-hmm. This is your A1. Yeah, this is our A1, exactly. So uh, I was glad to get out of here safe. Um, and obviously getting the win and leaving safe is always a bonus. So uh, go back to the farm. And, and work on some things this week that I know I need to work on, and, and we'll come out swinging in Atlanta. It's been a long time since uh, a, a young kid by the name of Joey Savaggi burst onto the East Coast scene and uh, started picking up some, some heat race wins, just like come, basically coming out of nowhere. Uh, what, what type of uh, improvements have you made to your game as a professional as well as a rider since? 
Uh, I mean, we've learned a lot. Uh, being at the farm with Ricky and Jeannie Carmichael, you uh, you learn a lot when you're around people who have been in that situation, you know, <laughs> quite a few times. So uh, it's always good to have their their advice um, on things. And, and Ricky's very good at race strategy. So to have him um, in my corner is always good. But... Uh, you know, learned a lot. Every year we learned something new, and, you know, last year we came close, um, had a few races where we got tangled up with some guys, and we lost the title by uh, by one point, which is sucks. But, you know, in the long run, it was an, it's another year for me to learn and, and to build and to try to better myself before, uh, you know, before that time comes where we got to jump up to the big boys class where uh, there's a lot of fast guys. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's every race we go to, we learn something. And uh, I think there's always something to learn and there's always room for improvement, like I said. So starting off strong, uh, learned a lot over the years and just trying to uh, absorb it all and uh, keep it going. Uh, first eight laps, you seemed extremely patient to be where you were in second place. You were kind of biding your time, kind of looking as to where you could make a move. But all of a sudden, in lap nine, it seemed like the urgency was at an all-time high, and you just pulled trigger on it. Uh, did you get a message from the or your mechanic, or just see that Zach Osborne was kind of coming up that you needed to make a move and make it now? Yeah, I could see um, coming out of the turns where Osborne was, and and as the laps, probably six, seven, and eight. Once he got into third, uh, the gap started to shrink pretty quickly so I knew that I was faster than Jordan um, but so I had to make the pass quickly and uh, unfortunately I had to make the pass where we both had to roll the triple mm. so we lost a lot of time and I think that allowed Zach to close up yeah, on us said, really quick like but uh, no I mean I, I saw him coming my mechanic was letting me know hey you know number 16 is coming quick so I knew I had to make the pass um, definitely sooner than later and you know the opportunity came that that same lap and we were able to, to make it by and Ride the rest of our last good. 19 laps out there, and you are uh, at 19 laps. Um, you're just going around and around and around like that. Um, does it does it get does it feel longer than just your regular 15 minute uh, 15 lap moto, even if it was a minute lap time? Yeah, it's uh, man, it's this track in, in general was different. Um, very tight. It's hard to get rhythm or flow going. So, uh, and I didn't know we did 19 laps, but it was definitely a, a longer race. Um, <laughs> And I mean, man, that's that's a lot longer than what we normally do. But you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, laps at the farm, and we've been doing a lot more than twenty at times. So, um, all in all, it was I was in my comfort zone. Um, like I said, didn't ride great, rode tight, but uh, still in the comfort zone, and still had room for improvement during the race if I needed to be. And uh, you know, I, I saw where they were and tried to manage the gap. Uh, obviously, your, your your ultimate goal is a championship right now, but uh, basically s- smaller goals as throughout 2017 here. Yeah, um, I mean the biggest goal um, is race by race. Uh, I think we learned last year that each race counts, and you know you never know when that point or two can become very very important. So, uh, so uh, all in all. It's uh, it's good. We learned um, a lot last year leading into this year. So we know each race is very important, and I think that's the big goal is long game. we got to take it race by race and know that, you know, if one night we're only good for a second, then we got to take it. We don't want to push it and, and end up on the ground. Appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Big MX Radio post-race podcast with uh, none other Adam Cianciarillo. Adam, um, first race back for after quite some time uh, off the motorcycle. Tell us about your night. Uh, yeah, the night was okay. Uh, practice was 
practice was all right. I mean, the whole night was just kind of mediocre. You know, the practices I rode a little bit tight, but seemed to get seemed to get better as the uh, you know as the night went on and as I got more laps on the track. And you know, that's to be expected. I've hasn't haven't raced Supercross in three years, so um, I got better as the night went on. And then heat race was good. Was behind Joey. Felt pretty confident with my speed. Obviously, he's one of the top guys, and feel like I am too. And then came to the main event, and I just botched the start. It was terrible. So. Uh, once you know once that happened i was trying to get by guys for a long time once i got into fifth they were pretty much gone so um yeah well i wasn't riding the best it was kind of tight not using my head but uh, you know we ended up fifth got some good points and uh you know carried the momentum going into atlanta get better how do you stay passionate about uh, a sport that's uh in, in a lot of ways throwing you to the ground a lot in the last little while um you're a guy who's has never seemed to find have a hard have a hard time finding motivation, but uh, in recent uh, few weeks or months, so so to speak, it just seems like uh, um, it's been more difficult for you. Yeah, no, I mean it really hasn't. You know, I, I think if anything, I'm more motivated now. You know, you go through all these injuries, you come back, and um, you know, you just you have to love the sport to come back as much as I have. You know, and uh, stuff happens in life. You know, I had. My basically my whole childhood racing it seemed like everything always went perfect you know and uh, now it's you know now some uh, adversity has been thrown my way and you know I'm not going to quit you know I'm not I'm not scared of the adversity I'm going to come back from it I'm going to be uh, I know I'm going to get back to where you know where I was I want to be a you know a top guy in the sport for, for years and years to come and uh, you know that's what I plan on doing you know it's just a little bit of adversity and uh, you know, not too big of a deal in my eyes. Inconsistency in the soil made for ins- inconsistent jump sections and, and, and basically lap times in general. Um, like, w- was that a t- made it more difficult to kind of diagnose where you wanted to go with the bike? Because one time it would feel great, next time not so much. Um, I think you just had to be spot on, pin your marks tonight. I think if you jump, you see something like what Kenny did, um, Anaheim too, I think it was. You know, you jump a little bit too far in the transition. You, you know, kind of wants to buck you a little bit, and I think that's the same thing here with those dragons back today. Yeah, and you had a scary moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Second lap or so. Yeah, I had a, I had a couple. Kind of, I mean, I, I had a, you were going to go. I thought yeah. you were going over the marks. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of those today. It's just yeah. kind of the nature of the game. But yeah, it just had to be super perfect out there. What about that uh, that practice? You uh, you blow the the visor off the helmet. Front front fen- front number plate's gone, and then you go and bl- blast the fastest lap time at that particular moment. Tell us, like the like, just were you just pissed? Or? No, honestly, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew I was okay. Yeah, you know, because I crashed. And I'm like, oh, everybody's probably like, oh, we all bad. I'm so okay. I just yeah. want to be like, yeah, yeah I'm good. good. No, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, man. I really appreciate you giving me some time. Thank you. Cool. As he grabs for a fresh piece of gum, Cole Seeley. Um, repeat offender here on the Big MX post-race interviews. Uh, tell us a little bit about your night, a great start, and uh, not the end of the first lap that you were looking for. How'd you battle through, my friend? Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, I've been looking for that start all year. So, you know, to get out front and, and throw it away like that um, was tough. I mean, in my helmet, I was just screaming at myself, so... It's tough, but at the same time, you know, I'm so it's it was such a rough day for me. Um, just was not flowing, wasn't riding like myself, and you know, to be able to turn around and still get a good start, you know, to have that fight, and then even uh, going down, having more fights to keep going, and and uh, you know, be able to pull up to fifth is you know that's a bad day for me. That's I mean, I had a really rough day, and if that's a bad day, then I'll take it. That's fine. Um, you know, we're gonna go home and study, and you know, it's uh. It's a matter of time before I, you know, pull off another win. So 
I'm pretty pretty excited to you know just continue on with the season. It's been a good season for me so far. Absolutely. I think uh, this is evidence of what happens when you build a uh, super cross track at a frozen Red River Gumbo, which they have up here. Uh, soft in some places, crusty in some places, and unpredictable in the sand. Um, you were able to make some passes out there where other guys were not able to. What was your key to kind of finding your way through and just basically making some passes stick? Just being aggressive. Um, not trying to be overly aggressive and, and make anybody mad, but just being aggressive uh, with my so riding style. A little bit? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it, like, I... I just, you know, I was so, like, I wanted to throw down those first three laps when I got the whole shot. And, you know, I knew once I went down, I was going to have to push even harder to, you know, make up time. So just put my head down and, uh, you know, rode as, as strong as I could and then just tried to get into a groove and then put it together at the end of the race too. you know, put the last three laps and try and pick up the pace again. But, um, yeah, just like I said, it was it was an off night for me. Um, but, I mean, still fifth, and that's that's still good. We're, we still have a lot of positive to take from the night. We learned some stuff about the bike tonight um, with suspension set up. We learned, I mean, my starts are starting to get more dialed, which is good. Um, so I'm just going to take those and bring them to next weekend and, and try and forget about the negatives. Looks like more rain coming to SoCal. Plans to uh, get some bike time uh, before and over the next couple rounds? Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I've... If I miss a day or two of riding, I'm not bummed. You know, I, I've put in so much time to where I'm confident that if I miss a day, even if I have to go ride in the hills, like I like before uh, before last weekend, I went to the hills and, and just rode for the day, just a stock bone stock uh, CRF and just Big had some fun. Yeah, no, not even just just trail riding, single track. It was really? fun. That's yeah, cool. just uh, kind of brought me back to the roots. And then I did one day of supercross and I was still, you know, fine. Felt even, maybe even more sharp. Maybe I need to do that more often. So. Um, no, it's, I'm not stressed about it. I mean, this is kind of a freak thing for California, which I'm stoked we're kind of out of our drought now. But at the same time, I mean, it's we've we've already put in our work. I mean, if this was happening in in November, I'd be in a panic, you know, where I'm trying to put in the most and, and make the most out of my riding. Well, I really appreciate the time, my friend. Best of luck the rest of the series. Thank you. MX post-race interviews here with Dayton Daft. Dayton, uh, interesting night. It seemed like guys were racing the track more than they were racing each other and uh, a plethora of injuries to go around. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Ride365.com evening. Uh, well, it went, uh, let's, let's just say we took some, we took some positives from the night. Um, Malcolm, Malcolm rode a lot better than his results showed and he was in a good good mood coming coming off the track and um, he was stoked to get a semi win, and then uh, in the main, he he found himself. I think he was running about seventh place and um, shoot with lap times at 47, 48 seconds. The guys were uh, were running into lappers really, really quickly. It seemed like, and um, he lapped up to sixth. Yeah, that's insane. If you ask me, um, the top five are on the lead lap. Yeah, but uh, so Malcolm, he, he kind of came together with a lapper and. Um, went off the track and regrouped, I think, in 15th and uh, bumped, bumped and grind his way back up to 13th, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. It seemed like a, a track where uh, guys didn't know what to expect every time they'd hit even the same line. Um, like you, you yourself, uh, ride yourself. When, when, like these guys are so frustrated and they're they're tr- trying to make things work, but it's not working. Uh, what? How do these guys? gain confidence out there man i don't know this track tonight it looked uh 
Dude, well, some of those corners, I mean, you could see just from the stands where you were watching, they were grinding down into... There were sparks like, coming up. Exactly. And Do you so, know what that's from? Whatever they're laying underneath the floor. No, right? that, was, like, that was rims hitting the concrete. Yeah, that's, uh, that's insane. The sidewall of yep. the tire moving over and the steel rim hitting the... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's yeah. insane. I don't know. I have nothing section. to say to that, yeah. We got nothing. We got nothing. Um, yeah, the track was track was brutal. The last, dude, I don't know. It just seems like the last couple of weeks, the guys. I don't know if it's well, this stuff if it's the uh, the time the timed um, timed you know system versus the lap system. They are running some more laps and spending yep. more time on the track, and they're tearing more stuff up, and um, they just gotta gotta deal with it and. Um, the guys are doing the best they can. I know the track crew is doing the best they yeah. can. They're getting ragged on a lot for this, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing what they can with what they got, and um, everyone's just going to have to adjust, I think. So, Put you this way, at the end of the, the two two main events, uh, a total number, if, if we had regular 15 and 20 lap main events, uh, the track had about 15 more laps on it at the end than it would have had, like, today. So that's a full 250 main event. So by the time... Uh, Think about it, like, the, when the 450 class was in their fifth lap, they would have been riding the track as bad as it ever would have been mm-hmm. racing the old format. Yep, that's a really good way to put it, and I think, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't think of it like that, but, yeah, you got an extra main event getting laid down on the Basically. track, and, um, yeah, it's obviously not holding up. Yeah, so. totally. Well, it, 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 it seems like a bit of a struggle out there, but uh, we take it all in stride. Where can people find more information on uh, Ride365.com and uh, everything that you guys supply? Yeah, man, hop online, check us out, Ride365.com. And, uh, yeah, we're always super active on all of our social accounts, and we try to, try to keep up with a lot of content. And um, we're at the races, obviously, so we try to try to stay very active in the industry and, and uh, just super involved and yeah that's that's it right on man well, always a pleasure look forward to working with you in the future thanks man make it quick man. Big MX post race interviews with a living legend he spins wrenches for a living Leroy McCollum you're uh, spinning wrenches on the uh, the 56 machine today in the 250 class uh, tell us about your your first few days working with Kyle and uh, it's been two weeks now and you guys are twisting it yeah Kyle's a good kid uh, you know this is the first race he, he hadn't been on a bike too much a week or so but uh, all in all I think he's a good rider and uh, a real good kid to work with and uh, I think he has a good future uh, quite a number of years on the tour for you uh, is it still fun yeah yeah it's still fun. Uh, what, what do you have working on in, in your personal garage right now? I know you're a vintage guy. You always got a couple of cool bikes on the works. Yeah, I have some uh, well, a couple of '89 Suzuki RMs, uh, a Husky, uh, a YZ 490, and uh, a couple other bikes. Uh, talking race bike specific, easiest and most pleasuresome bike to work with in the past. Most troublesome and uh, angering bike that you've ever worked on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably the easiest bike. Maybe I guess Travis is 125 and maybe the most difficult bike was... Uh, well, that bike wasn't great but you know what? When I worked with Hepler, uh, we didn't really have too many problems with that bike, That's actually. Yeah. Some other guys did, but we didn't. But yeah. 
No, nah, I was thinking more along the lines when I worked with Larry Ward in 90, uh, 98, I think. That was a little bit, a little tough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Larry's a good guy. Right, Larry? Absolutely. <laughs> working uh, working with the 250, um, what, what, is there anything that kind of changes for you as far as uh, f- philosophy of bike setup and, and, and stuff like that? And uh, how have you kind of, that has evolved with, with how the bikes evolved as well? Well, yeah, the bikes keep evolving, but uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but our, our lights bike right now is a little bit behind the times, but, you know, it takes a few years to catch up, so that's that's what we're trying to do right now. Uh, we've been, you know, out of the game a little bit for the past few years, and uh, so now they, uh, they want to go racing again, and so that's what we're up to, uh, trying to get the lights program up and running, and, you know, the bike needs uh, needs some uh, some work, you know, some, some new updates and stuff, so, yeah. It'd be, it would be awfully handy if you had a consistent rider to not be like, injured every, every 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, Supercross is a tough sport, and uh, yeah. you know, I don't see it get any, getting any easier. No, especially uh, with longer I mean, more you laps. Look, you know, well, yeah, well, that, but, I mean, look at tonight. A lot of guys hit the ground, you know. Yeah. So it's not getting any easier, and, uh, you know, if you do pick up an injury, then you're pretty much out of it for this season, more yeah. or less, you know. And it's a bummer for these guys. Uh, they work hard, and... You know, they want to race, but, uh, you know, sometimes you pick up an injury and you can't really race at the level that you need to be, but sometimes you're forced to, you know, because contractual obligations and other things, you know, and uh, I don't know. I think I think maybe we got to take a look at some of this stuff, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, you really appreciate the time, my friend. Always a pleasure, and uh, you take care. We'll see you in Atlanta. All right. Thanks again. See you. Cool. Probably what, three hours from you guys, yeah. Hey! Big MX post-race interviews here. I'm giving Jimmy Albertson a, a, a back rub. That's fine. It's going to give you like two minutes. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the track out there because you were in all the races. Yeah, no, I did. I raced every race tonight. I raced Heat 1, Heat 2, uh, 250 and 450 class. Nice. Um, and then I raced the Junior Challenge and won that, so it was a good night. Fair enough. Uh, track was a shifting, weird, awkward mess at yeah. the best of times. How did you maneuver it? How did you stay consistent? I mean, I just went really slow, so that was easy to stay consistent at such True. a slow place. But no, it um, it worked out good. I mean, I, I got top 20, so I mean, that pays good, decent money to get out of the weekend healthy. But I'm going to go back home and... Um, take the next couple weekends off and do some training and, and get some speed back underneath me because right now I'm just basically getting to the main event and making my money and going home and yeah. that's fine you know that's still great but I want to kind of go out there and, and at least be able to battle in the main and battle in the semis and and fight so um, I'm going to go back home for a while I'm excited to start you know getting on more of a schedule and training like I was before the season started because Anaheim 1's been my best race so far, and I felt, like, strong and, like, I had a good fight there. Since I had my concussion at San Diego, I just quite haven't had the same vibe. So I'm going to go home, reset, and then uh, probably be back for Daytona. Were the, uh, the the new grips the keys to your success today or lack thereof? Yeah, though, dude, I tell you what, I didn't realize that they were a massive difference. And um, the, I had some really fat ones. They looked the same, but they weren't. They weren't definitely, and uh, changed my grips. They helped a little bit, but I mean, you can't fix stupid. So, 
Fair enough. <laughs> Even a pair of grips isn't going to make it. Or I shoot, it doesn't matter what it was. Factory bike wouldn't have fixed anything today. So. No kidding, man. Well, uh, you're one of the only guys spinning his own wrenches and doing it all himself. Uh, you've got your beautiful wife out there pitboarding and whatnot for you, and it's, uh, it's a full team effort. Uh, I know you got a lot of good sponsors, and uh, including Bob's Cycle for today, which, of course, uh, if you're looking, if you're in, uh, in Minnesota and you need gear, head over to Bob's. Uh, list off some sponsors for us and give them some love. Yeah, man, Bob's, they stepped up huge this weekend, but, you know, it's obviously Suzuki all the time. They support me, Merge Racing, Jim Lewis, everybody down there, badass. Um, FMF, Recluse, RTC, Robbie Rayner, all the guys down there. Um, you know, Robbie and his wife really took us under their wing this year and yeah. have been helping me out a ton. So, you know, a huge shout out to the Ride 365 Stuart Racing guys for, you know, helping me out and bringing my bike up here. That was massive. So, you know, just, you know, I got a lot of people helping me out. It's cool, man. It's awesome to see the, all the all the support and help we get at the on the weekends you know from teams wanting to give us food or helping us out with this and that so you know just thanks to everybody who helps us along the way 10 more questions for you uh i know i gotta let i know i gotta let you go um question for you though why would you not make fun of uh, a midget escaping from prison down the wall i what happened with that i don't know it's a little condescending i don't know I I, 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 you lost me. A midget come, a midget escaping prison. Yes. Coming down a wall. Why wouldn't you make fun of them? I don't know. It's a little condescending. It's a little con. Oh, I get it. A little condescending. Like a little con going down. That is good. That is good. Um, why the Why the Mexican kill her wife? Why? Kill his wife. Why is that? Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> What's the yeah. best part about living in Switzerland? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but the, the flag's a big plus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, that is good. That is good. <laughs> right on. Hey. Uh, you're out of here. Yep. Hey. We'll see you again. Yep. Thank you for being patient. Big Max post-race interviews with your second place on, on tonight. Marvin, uh, you made your pass. Uh, it was an aggressive one. I was surprised you were able to do the finish line based on that pass. But nevertheless, you were smooth today. You were calculated on a track that didn't that really demanded hitting your marks. Explain to just, just navigating this track. Yeah, very, very tough track. I think the dirt made it just uh, very tough. Uh, the whoops were really, really tacky, and they break down so much. And I was able to jump, and uh, I think everybody was kind of jumping through them. But uh, yeah, I got a, I got behind Ryan, and I really wanted to get around him and then and, and get some points, uh, you know, on him on the championship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then I saw him going outside, and I just jumped on it right inside and kind of come, um, you know, over him. You know, I I, I I had to do that, you know, and make a stick. So uh, you know, nothing nothing bad, but uh, really happy about it. Uh, the, the, the lappers seem to kind of help you get to where you're at. Then it was up to you to make that pass, uh, breaking away from him. Where do you feel like you were making up time on the guy? Uh, through the sand, I was really happy the way I was going into that turn, standing up, and then jumping on the inside. Yeah, you had that um, inside like that. Yeah, I think Ryan doesn't like, you know, that inside. those, those inside. Yeah, he likes to roll the, his turns. He's good at it, but tonight, that, that inside, you, you, you had to do that inside. It was... Uh, it was not really fun to do, but you had to, and um, it was tough on the body, tough on the bike. But um, man, that was yeah, that was difficult tonight, and I'm, I'm happy. You know, track was rough, and I was able to do different things, and and hopefully more technical tracks coming up. Fair enough. If you would have had the start, do you feel like you could have had something for Eli? I think so. I mean, if you look at lap times, um, 
I think Eli was really strong at the beginning, and and at the end, I was uh, my speed was really good. Um, I know we had the lappers, but yeah, it would have been cool, you know, to be all three together right away. But that's racing. I mean, last weekend I, I had the whole shot, and then I was I was leading, and today that was his turn. Um, anything can happen in Supercross, and you got to do what you can do. Yeah. Well, thank you. Merci beaucoup. Merci.